they can see us we can see each other that's all that matters right am i supposed to be able to see you uh -huh. all right so you can't miss me andy really i do you want to do everybody welcome to another episode of scrutiny with sherry hardman and andy vargo where we talk about things that are going on in the world whether it's in your life in our lives or the most fun on reality tv that sherry watches and i don't and she fills me in and then we give it our own special brand of scrutiny did i do there that we right? go with that with a heavy em emphasis on relationships yes definitely a lot of relationship talk which is it's great because that's we're all in relationships whether it's with other people uh as an intimate relationship or just as friends or that all too important relationship we have with ourselves and i'm just full of words today i need to just wow. shut up you just like pulled that one right out of your hiney didn't you i that's did pretty good I, you know if you want to be a paid professional speaker you got to learn how to just talk a lot that's true. It was great seeing you last night. I agree that and for for people who didn't know last night, Sherry and I made it down to the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, she was down there the night before hosting uh, the event for the the New Talent Tuesday. And I was on stage last night for the open mic. And it just was so good to be in person with you with some of our comedy friends and some of our comedy people who drive us crazy and just getting back to life like normal. I know, and this is part of what I wanted to talk about later, so I don't know, should we talk about it now? But I think we'll save that, because right. I wanted to talk about how COVID has changed many relationships. Um, I want to discuss if you thought it's affected ours at all, or any yeah. of our other relationships, but I kind of want to save that and, for like a little bit And I'm glad you brought that up, because I have a key thing I've been thinking about today, specific to change, and, and a, a big piece that we usually miss that really changes how well we deal with it. So I'm glad to talk about that later. Oh, good. But first, I want to catch us up on a little bit of reality, reality TV. I've been watching a little thing on Netflix called The Circle. Have you heard oh, of The I, Circle? Okay, so I saw this on my playlist, and I was tempted to click on it because it had like a pretty good-looking guy, you know, in the picture. And I was like, "What is that show?" Uh, <laughs> but I. I I actually then I saw it was more of like it looked like a reality show and so I I didn't get into it because I that's your realm. It's kind of a reality show, kind of a game show. The first season was super good. Um so then this is like the second season now. Now Okay. Here's the premise. They have these people in um in an apartment building. And outside there's a big circle where you know it just kind of shows where they all are and they're each in their own little apartments um and they only can communicate through this specific computerized system that they have like they can't get on their phone and call home or google stuff okay they're just kind of stuck in there individually in each different apartment they can't see each other so can they okay so they do they even see pictures of each other they see a picture, like okay. you have like a profile that you make. 
Okay. But the kicker so, is, is that you can make the profile of somebody else if you want. Oh, you could be catfishing if you want to. Right. And I, right. And so it's so, kind of like they're communicating. Is it almost like communicating through like a social media type feeling? Mm -hmm, just like okay. a messenger type thing. Gotcha. But you can do like group messages and and then the system sends out alerts every now and then with challenges or whatever they want you to do. Okay. Um, they're they're. I think I think it's like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand that they're competing for. Oh wow! So, so it's a money, it's a big money prize, but it's kind of like about likability. Okay. So every week you rate people in just in order of how you like them, basically. But you know, after a while, it gets strategic because you realize, well, this person's like the top of. If you're at the top of the list, then you get to decide. Who goes home i see oh it's kind of like the survivor type idea where kind of, yeah you kind of have to sometimes if someone's too good you have to kind of vote them off because they could be competition later so right right uh it's kind so of like it's go ahead you know, I, I just have this interesting thought because how often do we do that in our own life where if people are too good we kind of kick them out of our own circle because we don't like how that makes us feel because we compare so much right so how often do we shy away from people or take them out of our friends list or unfollow them just because, you know, they're, you know, I hear people say this, like, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, so-and-so, you know, remake an entire garden and then cook everything from scratch every Thursday. And uh, who's, who can realistically do that? It's like, okay, well, since, since you don't feel like you can keep up, you now take that person out of your space. Right. Okay. Right. So there's, so there's some of that. Now, last season, I really felt like, like they were all really good people. Like I thought, well, this is unusual to watch a reality show where I think that they're all good, quality, honest yeah, people. Yeah, that's, that's a good point because usually there's so much backstabbing and right. just, you know, at odds with where you just think, gosh, these people deserve each other <laughs> a lot of times yeah. on reality TV. And even though these people, there are catfishes in there, I don't really consider that. It's not, it's, it's, it's a game. They're playing the a game. Yeah. Right. Right. So and you know that going in. Yeah, so this season came out, and I was super excited. But I didn't—I don't find the people this season as likable. Mm. Now, as you go on, like you said, there's one really hot guy, and he never wears a shirt. So that in itself, and there's also a picture of his naked butt. So just saying, you might want to watch that season, second season. <laughs> but I'm already up. I'm not going to give any spoilers because I'm already up to the. All I have left to watch is the finale. You see. Oh, and it, and it's like Netflix, so they put the whole season out at once, probably like it's just out they there. They did the last time, but this time they did only so many episodes okay. at a time. Gotcha. So it was like the first five, and then maybe the next five, and then now there's one left or something like that. So I wasn't feeling good last night, so I was up and I kind of finished watching what was left to watch, but. Mm. The thing that I was thinking about with this is because you do have people that are catfishing and, and the audience is in on all that. Like we're in on that. It's not like anybody's tricking us. Yeah. You know who the fakes are and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Um, so Lance Bass was one of the people in the circle. Do you know who Lance Bass is? No. Oh my God, really? Is that someone? The name sounds Are familiar. you kidding? Oh my God. He was does, he own the, does he own the, the pro shops? 
All right, this is where you need to gay it up. I'm sorry, but he was from one of those boy bands in sync, I'm pretty sure. Okay. He's like a famous gay icon, okay. really. Cool. Okay, so, Lance Bass. I'm gonna write. And he's, he's kind of cute, so I'm surprised you don't know who he is. Okay, I'm writing yeah, it write down it, so I can Google down. it later. Lance Bass. And so they're all like Lance Bass. I don't think Lance Bass is really well. It was actually his assistant posing as him, so she knew a lot about him. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. But that was an interesting little twist because, and then there was some chick name. There's some chick named Chloe that was on some other show called Too Hot to Handle. And she's supposed to be just adorable, and she gets she irritates the crap. I was gonna say, I can tell by the way you're saying she's supposed to be that you you don't think so. She's got a uh, she's like a British accent, and she is always wearing something where her vagina is clearly visible. Okay. And it's like she's a skinny little thing, but then she just has this bulbous vagina. Like, a, what? What's? What do you got going on in there? Like, I don't really get it. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with that. The other thing, and I should see if I can Google this right now, just to to do a picture of it. But this one guy's bathroom is crazy. So I'm gonna Google it really quick. Let's see, um, what's his name? Okay. Now I must be a weirdo because I tried to Google something about her vagina last night and um no, it's not gonna show there's not enough to Google about it. So hmm. I was like, like, what's up with Chloe's vagina on the circle? There's nothing, you know. So apparently I'm the only one that's noticed. So everybody go check it out. And, and like she's wear, wears tan pants all the time, like tan leggings. So she looks mm-hmm. basically naked anyway. I now, don't know. I... I'm, I'm not trying to vagina shame. Right. But. Okay. So can I share my screen and check something out here? Sure. Okay. So, but I, I will need you to allow me to, I guess, because we didn't do that, but um, we haven't done that before. So where, where I've shared. Okay. If that so works. That, that worked. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to go L-A-N-C-E. I'm gonna, for the people who are not as in it as you. Oh, he's a, he's a good looking guy. You're Lance the only Bass. one in the world that doesn't know who Lance Bass. My husband. Oh my God. His him. birthday's coming up on May the 4th. Oh, well, we should sing him happy birthday or send him a yeah, Happy card. birthday to you. Um, if I thought that it would be any sort of a gift, I would do the strip tease, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to be a resulting birthday present. May the 4th from NSYNC. Yep. Um, anyway. Okay. Well, there's Lance Bass, but he's gotcha. not really on it. So he might be on the finale because she said she was going to introduce everyone to him. And I figure they'll probably throw him in there just as a celebrity. Okay, enough with the Lance Bass. This is market research. <laughs> the fine line between market research. And he's got and- a really nice personality. So, you know, he, he doesn't appear to be a, a jerk or anything. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so this guy's bathroom. Courtney's bathroom. Mm-hmm. I wish I I wish this I had the like, shirtless guy. No, this is a different guy. Okay. I'm just gonna tell you about his bathroom because like you picture like when you go into a bathroom, you usually have the toilet and then the vanity that has the sink in it, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you go into his bathroom and then here's the sink with the vanity. And then in front of the vanity is the toilet. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, is that just like a fake bathroom prop or what? Um, I don't know. But sometimes depending on the type of apartment building, I mean, is, are these newer apartments or are they things that were retrofitted and they made uh, weird spaces? Well, I don't know. I mean, I it's probably just some kind of My bathroom, like my knees practically hit the sink when I sit on the toilet because it's just like right on top of each other. There's a little pedestal sink, the toilet, a little medicine cabinet above the sink, and then the bathtub. I mean, what I is could your do... toilet off the wall? It's attached to the wall. Right. Well, his toilet is in front of the vanity. Oh. It's not attached to the wall. It's attached to the vanity where oh, the sink is. Oh, that's in, that is interesting. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So it bothers me every time they show it. Like, I'm like, and I keep making Dave come, like, look, look at his bathroom. But like, Apparently, I'm the only one disturbed by that. So anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. It is interesting, though, when you watch a show, how the little things, little details sometimes will bother certain people. Like, it's distracting if it's not, you know, because you do wonder, did they have to remodel something so they could get certain angles? Or is that, why would they even make something like that up? Yeah, I don't know. But they have the apartments decorated. Very cute. They come, they're fully decorated with different personalities of their own and so there it's visually very interesting to watch the show yeah. like, it's just but, really kind of like sit around in your pajamas and eat and be lazy and enjoy this okay i, now I you, really like the show you said you you didn't like the people as much on this season what's what's going on there is it because um, of the toilet or is there more is it deeper than that i i there's just a couple people that i think are just not as engaging or a little like like Chloe's irritating and um yeah. there's kind of a little bit more um infighting or like cat fighting kind of stuff going like I thought last season they were all just nice people do you, do you think that they purposely thought out more of that for drama for ratings possibly yeah yeah um and I'm curious now is there these aren't in, all, in any way about pursuing a relationship, are they? It's more like Survivor where you vote everyone off the no, island and one winner. But because of the nature of the show, you kind of form alliances with people and then you form certain kinds of relationships with them. Okay. But then, you know, they're watching kind of the anguish, like I don't know how long they really have these people in this place, but they talk about how they've been away from their family for a while. Yeah, are they allowed? Did you say that they have no contact with the outside no, world? That, that, no, there's like one time their family gets to call them or send them a video. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, but just to kind of watch, like, like I always wonder, like, you're on a game. You ever see people on like, like game shows, not like Price is Right, but like a reality show competition. Yeah, like a people big cry about them a lot. There's a lot of crying that goes on. And I'm like, why are you crying about a stupid show? But just kind of see the people kind of going through some anguish of having to vote somebody out that they felt they had formed a bond with. Yeah. Well, and and I think that there's a couple things at play there, right? Like number one, your emotions are higher because you're in a stressful situation, whether you really acknowledge all of the stressors or not. But being isolated, being away from your family, being in a strange environment and having to be placed in a new and and you know into new arenas where you're also constantly on you know you're, you're constantly being watched that's a lot of stress to a person so that's going to make you cry quicker and then your only connection is those people so 
they become more important to you than if it was just a stranger. You know, if you go for, uh, and I think this is why like when people go to a weekend retreat, that bond becomes really intense really quick because you have no contact with the outside world. Now, when it's over and you're like, oh my gosh, I know we just met, but the, the, the relationship got so deep so quick. And I think that's one of the things that we forget is that in that, you know, week or month or six months, however long they're there, those people are their everything because they don't mm -hmm. have outlets. That's true. I didn't really think of it that way, but that kind of ties in with something else I was thinking today. Today on Facebook, um, a comedian that I, I've met once or twice. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it was only once because it might have been a second time. Um, posted one of those like, tell me a memory about you and me and oh yeah, know, kind of thing. And I said dirty underwear because the first time I met him, we were down in Portland and doing a comedy competition. And I pulled into a parking space and then right above, you probably saw the picture, right above the parking space, there was just a pair of filthy tidy whities <laughs> that were no mm -hmm. longer white hanging up there. And I stopped and got out and took a picture of it. And then some guy was walking up the sidewalk and we exchanged conversation about these disgusting underwear well it turned out he and i he was one of the other comedians in the competition yeah but so whenever i think about that memory i think of him and sure. whenever i think of him i think of dirty underwear so but it's kind of funny that although we don't really have any other relationship except to see each other's feeds um that i will always like that anchored like a memory between the two of us yeah, and so I'll always feel like that some little connection, isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like because you have that memory that is so unique and different, and and yeah, because it's tied to that person, even though that's not somebody that you might think of on a daily basis or anything. But anytime the idea of this dirty underwear comes to mind, mm -hmm. and I, those things are interesting when people post those uh, those posts where it's you know share memory and. I feel like sometimes there's those friends where it's an instant thing, right? And mm -hmm. and sometimes the friends that we know the best, it's harder to even come up with some of those because you have so much going on. So many, or yeah. yeah. But then you have those people where you've had so few interactions that it's easy to go, well, I only know this and this about you. And you almost feel bad posting it, but it still means a, th a thing to that person. And that may be that same connection they have with you. or Or sometimes those memories were a bigger event to you than it was to them. So it's kind of nice when people can hear that you made that impact in their life or that you have that memory that's like, oh man, I forgot about that. But you're right, that was that time. You know, how many, how often do you hear that or have that happen? In well, you never know. Like if he and I ever became famous comedians doing a show together, we would have that dirty underwear from way back when, you know, I don't right. know. It's just interesting that there were, that that kind of came to my mind today. Um, so anyway, the circle, I recommend watching it. I, um, you know, it's not going to, uh, cure cancer or it's not rocket science, but if you just want some entertainment, it's, it's pretty entertaining and like visually it's interesting and yeah, I'm really excited to find out who wins. So, well, and, and just for people who haven't picked up on it or didn't remember or didn't hear it in the before. I don't really watch any of these these reality type shows so sherry's always feeding me the information and we have some great conversations about it but but like you watch 
what are those shows you watch? You watch the the Desperate Housewives of Beverly the Hills, Real Housewives, the Real Housewives of of whatever city they're in that day. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a road trip, and then um, and then I know we've talked about the ninety day fiance. We we talked about the guy the the um, Ed. Big Ed, uh, yeah. I that. got news about Big Ed. Okay, keep going. Because he's, he's on an after version, right? Like the the single life of that or something and then uh sister wise we've talked about and i think there was another one i was just thinking about that you have watched in the past but um but like 90 day fiance or 90 day fiance i know a little bit more about because we've talked about that i really know nothing about the um the housewives shows so well once that starts going you're gonna know all about it we're kind of right. in between seasons right now. And by the way, I just want you to know that Mike Hansen says, how does Andy not know all the gay celebs? WTF question mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I um I don't know. I gotta, I Your guess I gotta responsibility as a gay man, apparently, <laughs> to know this yeah. kind of stuff. Well, who was the guy that's named Andy that I hadn't heard about? And you're like, how do you not know this guy? Andy Cohen. Cohen, yeah. Yeah, he's gay too, right? You know who he is? Well, because you told me he's on like oh, um, Lifetime or something. Have you looked his picture up? Yeah, I did. When you told me about him. Yeah, he's cute. He's a cute guy. But he's a he's a baby daddy now. Yeah, so? So I so I already raised my kids. Yeah, I know. I, if I was dating, I wouldn't want to date someone with little kids. I mean, you know, if I happen to meet somebody in the moment and we really hit it off and they happen to have kids, that's that's great. I'm not going to, I love kids. However, I'm not looking to start over on raising kids when I just, you know, my kids, my youngest is 18 and, and I have that family established, but also, um, it's really hard because so many celebrities are knocking on my door for relationships and attention. And it's just, I hate turning people down, but I have to be realistic about what I'm expecting out of my life. So sorry, Andy Cohen, and um, I'll do some research on on um, the Brass Lance guy. I, th- I think he's married. Oh, okay. I think he's got a hubby, but I'm not sure. Okay. All right, so let's see what else. Uh, let's talk about Big Ed real quick. Yes. So Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance is now on 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life, because his... Because um, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. His 90 day fiance thing didn't work out. So now he's on. And, and I know life. you, I know you told me this before. Did it not work out before the marriage or did it get to marriage? And then. Divorce? No, they didn't get to marriage. No. Okay. And so I feel like every time I should, I need to share a and, picture of Big Ed. Don't and you while think? you do that, I'm going to clarify. So the single life is a, is a show. If I, if I, if I get it right, 90 day fiance usually is featuring one person per show but single life is kind of mixing some of them in or do they mix them all? No, they, they mix them all in. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to share a picture of Big Ed because you really got to have the whole Big Ed experience. Let's do this one right here. Okay. Uh, so I remember what Big Ed looks like and Sherry shared this publicly oops. and I had to um, remember that people are watching me. Um, so here it comes. Here comes Big Ed. Ba-dum, boom. All right, let's go share the screen just so we can, you know, while we talk about him, here's Big Ed. Okay, so, so there's Big Ed. But he's not big. He's small. 
And uh, anyway, so Big Ed. He's small height-wise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ha found this woman that he likes. She she manages a restaurant. Oh that yeah, and he this is, frequents. And this is just in his regular life. This isn't a ninety-day situation. It's just right. Yeah. And she's really pretty, and she's young, a lot younger than him. And he develops a crush on her, and then he starts like asking her out, and uh, then she, like he tried to kiss her, and she's like, "You can't do that." And then. Oh, did she try to kiss him at work or did they actually go out? No, they went out, but it was like as friends. And then he tried yeah. to kiss her. She told him no. Well, uh, anyway, so then they went to one of his friend's wedding. He invited her to go on a trip and they were going to get two rooms. But then they only had one room and it only had one bed. And uh, so anyway, they ended up sleeping together. And so we're all like, we were left last time. Like, did anything happen? Okay. Well, okay. So, so many questions. Probably. So did they... Was it because he only booked one room? Did he trap her into the situation or did they? No, I mean, they really called him and said that they had a mix up. In... Oh, they only. OK, gotcha. So at least there it wasn't a manipulation that no, I was yeah. I was starting to not think that highly of Big Ed here. So that that's better. OK, I just want to. I mean, that's I wouldn't put something like that past Ed. I mean, he right. probably would do. Well, something. yeah, because I remember you sharing some things that he. However, he was talking to people didn't sound that positive. Before. Right. And he's just kind of a. <sighs> what's and what's what's interesting to me, this is where you kind of have to question um, both sides of a situation like that. Now, if a, it's really hard when someone wants to be friends with you or is willing to be friends with you but you know that, that you have a crush on them or that you want it to be more. And if you are in a situation, which I've been in, and I, I, I feel like I, not that I'm all that in a bag of chips, but I feel like I kind of land in this situation quite a bit where um, people are into me and they think that, that I'm into them as well. And when you're the one who doesn't have those same thoughts to return, you have to be very careful about what invitations you're accepting so that you're not leading that person on. And there is some onus on you maybe to not go on a trip with someone or to, and, and I don't even know the whole what happened yet, but I just, that's right. just like my initial take on, there's a little bit of onus on people from both sides. If you know that the person really isn't into you, then you, you need to protect your own feelings, right? And, and this isn't to say that you can sit here and be in a victim because someone was willing to go and led you on and didn't take things further. But so you've got to number one, protect yourself, but you also have to protect yourself from being put in that situation by if you know someone's really Indian can't get over you and trying to kiss you, why are you going as a plus one to their event that's now you're going to almost look like their date to their family and friends? And it's an overnight event too. It's not even just like a, a dinner. I mean, that's just, right. there's just okay. questions popping into my head. Like, why are we even getting into the situation? Okay, so we left the, left them at the hotel room last week, and then this week, Ed shows up in the morning looking all disheveled, and then they said, did you have sex last night? And he's like, yeah, we made love all night long, and everybody's jaws just dropped, like, wow. what? Um, and she, he said it was, he'd never had a woman just like, lay him down and make love to him before in his life hmm. and it was like oh 
uh, but like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at well, all. And is there a question of him being uh, honest about that or? Yeah, because no, yeah, then they asked her and she said, well, I had to kiss him. I had to teach him how to kiss and probably okay. have to teach him some other things too. But so I, I, it just leaves you feeling like, wow, like, right. I guess it really makes me just feel like how messed up does this poor woman have to be? Well, and that's the thing too, is like you mentioned that she was a really good looking gal, but um, no matter how people look physically, we, we don't know underneath what all their insecurities are or what they're dealing with, or, you know, maybe, maybe there are elements that he brings to the conversation or the personality that she's never experienced and says, wow, I've never had anybody treat me like this in this way, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, being really nice, being respectful, maybe it's being more dominating and, and, what seems less respectful, but in a way that it comes across very confident and someone hasn't experienced that. And so we don't know what attracts people to each other. Right. But, but well, what I... and the, the thing with Ed is though, is that not only is he physically unattractive, but he's the type of guy that just always says the wrong thing. And like, you know, probably like trips a lot and steps on your toes and just, just, What's the word? I try the word I'm trying to think of. I don't, I don't even remember, but. Well, uh, and, yeah, I guess, I guess the question is where do they both see it going? And what I hope isn't the case is that she has no plans to pursue anything and just, you know, like, like if, if she has no plans for anything to ever be beyond what it was, um, that's not bad as long as that's understood by everybody. Well, right, like, then the next thing he said to her was, I want you to meet my daughter. Like, oh, my God, oh. you guys just got together. Like, she accepted yeah. to be his girlfriend, by the way. He said, will oh. you be my girlfriend? She said, yes. But then she got a little yeah. upset. Like, he's pushing. Like, he just doesn't know when to stop. You know, it's yeah. like, just enjoy this for a while. Don't, like, be so needy. It's well, just so unattractive. And this is one thing, that a mistake that I have made constantly. And... um and I'm trying to be better about it in life. And it's, and it goes beyond relationships too. It's just that, that I have needed to learn how to put forced uh, breaks into things to, to slow down. So I don't move too fast. Cause when I even um, like, I was just talking to my friend Kirsten about this today. When I meet people, I am a very inquisitive person. I love to hear people's stories. I love to know, what you've done with your life, where you're going with your life, what you want to do with your life, why you are the way you are, what kind of things that you're into, especially when they're things that I have no real interest in pursuing myself. I find it fascinating. Uh, but when you have a conversation like that with people, they feel sometimes for the first time in a long time, like someone's really listening to them and very interested in them. And I am very interested and very genuinely want to know, but that doesn't mean I'm interested in dating them. And unfortunately, it builds in this uh, situation where I'm unknowingly leading people on. And so I've learned that, um, and people that I'm interested in even, I've learned that uh, I like to jump in with two feet. I'm like, oh my God, if we, if we had a date and we hit it off and it's Tuesday night, well, let's go out on Thursday or Friday. And then, you know, maybe we'll go on a road trip the next Tuesday and whatever. And like, I'm ready to just like, you know, go whole hog with, with life and, um, but what, what happens is a lot of the things on whether or not 
you're going to really click develop over spending more time together and not more time instantly, but actually like with breaks between and then the length of time. And, and then you realize that, Oh, they have, you know, this weekend event that always precludes them from being available on Saturday. But if I made too many commitments and I didn't know them until a Saturday came along, now all of a sudden we hit this roadblock. So I've had to, you know, force myself to say, okay, that's great. We had a great first date. Let's not have the second one for at least a week. And then, um, you know, let's not do anything bigger than that for at least another week or whatever. So that it forces it to kind of spread out that timeline, which gives the relationship time to develop and unfold in a way that you can find out if you're just kind of reacting out of that emotional attention that you have in the moment. But I don't, I'm talkative today. I'm just rambling. No, I got you. I'm listening. But um, the next thing that I want to talk about, I said I, I a lot of that stuff. I don't. I don't even remember what I was like when well, I was little. You know. Well, I'm curious though. So, are are you moving on from Ed before I like like? Do you think? Like that's, is there more to that situation or are you just, are we just now waiting? Uh, we're just now waiting to see and find out. They showed a clip of uh, him, of her meeting his daughter and it looks like it doesn't go well. Okay. But that's So that'll be, that was kind of the teaser. Yeah. Okay. And I really want to focus on any of the other relationships in that show today. Yeah. So, Except okay. I did see, a, yeah, I did see something that I really don't see that much is I saw a young woman, like early twenties and she had, uh, had had a fiance that was very domineering, like in not in a good way. Mm -hmm. And then she met a new guy and then she noticed some of the same old behaviors in this guy. And instead of excusing it or, um, you know, uh, turning a blind eye to it, she actually ended the relationship. And I was like, yes, I love to see young people Young women, especially being uh, learning lessons from the past and not repeating patterns. Yeah. And even though she, you know, she still attracted the same kind of guy, she saw it, stopped it. And um, well, that's, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a real um, validity and confidence building in recognizing when we can correct our, our patterns. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes with his with meeting his daughter, because I, I just made a note. Um, I, I really want to talk about that. Like, how do we decide when to bring our relationships into the rest of our lives with people? And when is the right time to do that? So that and, was, the, that and the daughter is like, a, there's a, only a year's difference in age between the daughter and the new girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So that that's an even, an yeah. too. So that'll be a great topic for hopefully our next show. If, if the episode is out by then i, I, yeah, I think they come out on sundays so we okay. should be good so, yeah um okay. great i want and then i want to do a little update about sister wives and then that will bring us into the that other subject we were going to talk about yeah unless there's something else you want to say right here because sister wives we left off with um mary and cody kind of having their conversation about wanting to get back together or whatever the first wife and then the third wife was then starting to get antsy and wanting to move and they're trying to keep her around right right and there has been no new episode since then okay so we're still there but it, it got me to thinking because they're all they're they're sister wives so let me give a little back just quick backstory they are um you know, part, not, I'm not going to say all Mormons do this. They are part of the Mormon religion that does believe in polygamy. Mm -hmm. 
Now the church as a whole doesn't, but I mean, they're an offshoot or whatever. I don't know the, the details, the particulars, but so there's four wives and one husband and there's 18 kids between them. And they've worked really hard to be one unit, but then circumstances came and they first, they all lived in a cul-de-sac and then they, they all were in one big house. Then they were in a cul-de-sac. Well, now they're in different houses around town and COVID has come in. So, you know, they recorded, they're behind us time-wise. Yeah. And they're talking about, so one family, like her sons go out to work and go socialize and stuff. And other families are strictly staying in and isolating. And so then they're noticing, so then the dad is going from house to house yeah, so he's like that bee pollinating the plants and like carrying the stuff around potentially right. or, or so stressing the, people up about if he could. Yeah, and so then the one house where the son, the older sons go out and go to work and stuff, uh, the mom has said, Cody, you better not come over here because I don't want you to get sick and then carry oh, it back yeah. to the other families. Yeah. But now they're, they're realizing that their whole family setup, that their whole world and the way that they wanted their family to be is crumbling in a way because they want to be all one unit well they can't be right now because of covid yeah hmm. and so it just got me to thinking about how things are different relationship wise so for example i saw you last night and this made me think about it a lot too but mm. luckily, I don't think our friendship changed at all during COVID because we're mostly like a, a face, you know, like this is how we normally communicate yeah. anyway. Yeah, the majority of our interactions are, we're already through Messenger and then we'd be at events and that would be great. But we, the more of our deep conversations were usually through chat. Right. And, um, you know, we would go right together and that we've kind of yeah. like not been doing that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's been the same. But last mm -hmm. night, there were so many people there at the comedy club that I hadn't seen in a while or that I'd never met, but I had met over Zoom and I met him in person, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. And um, it just really, I, I felt really happy and like in my element last night. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, most of the time. <laughs> Except when I was yelling at people, but you know, um, it just made me like kind of almost appreciate some things that I didn't appreciate before, sure. like maybe certain comedians that I don't really enjoy. It was nice to see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I, I think you're right. I was on a call this morning, and the question of the of the call was about you know how has the pandemic changed us and things like that. And, you know, I think a lot of people, a big theme that a lot of people see is that you have a different sense of appreciation for people in your life and also a better sense of who matters and who doesn't have time for you to matter about, like, or, you know, who, you know, when, when you only have so much attention or you can only reach out or you have to keep your bubble so big, all of a sudden the lines become very clear on who you can waste time on. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that those people aren't worth wasting time. They should be in someone else's bubble. Um, and hopefully they're creating their own bubbles, but we only have so much really close attention we can give. And I think that, I think it happened with COVID in two different ways. One was we found out who we needed to focus on uh, primarily 
you know, those, you know, who are the friends that you have time to call and check on and all those things and, and really babysit those relationships, but also um, where do we need to be more open-minded to who could need our help that isn't inside our bubble because there's people like our neighbors and stuff that if they need groceries and can't go. And like, I think a lot of people were able to help in a more general community way and get to know the community better, even those people that are outside your bubble. But it's interesting because one of the things I was thinking when it comes to change, and this is also important with relationships, I had this thought this morning that, you know, when, when things change, our instinct is to say, okay, how do I maintain life given that this change is happening, right? So in a way, we're trying to not let the change affect us as much as possible. And then we get stressed out and overwhelmed until we have to make other adjustments. But if, if we would look at it from another aspect and say, wow, or, you know, this change happened, what other things do I need to change to bring my life in, in line now that this event is there? And I think that's what COVID taught a lot of us was that in order to be successful, in order to be happy, in order to have any connection, we had to make other changes to bring things in line with the new reality that we were facing. And, you know, like for us, we never chatted on video chat rarely before Zoom. And then this became the way that we would primarily feel like we were seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's probably the most common way, but you know, what other ways are there for people? Maybe it's that they need to rearrange things in their house. So they have a place to work or to get away from the rest of, you know, maybe it's, you know what, I need to put a candle in a corner in my bedroom and have a peaceful spot to meditate because that's my only spot to get away from the rest of the family right now, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing that I've been thinking about, like in, in my particular house is that we have Andrew, you know, mm-hmm. my son, he's 36 and that pains me to say that I have a son that's 36, but that's okay. And Andrew is not independent at all. He's totally dependent on us. Right. And so because we had to keep him and me like really isolated, it's been over a year since my husband and I have had any time together as a couple without Andrew. Yeah. We haven't gone on a date. We haven't, we just haven't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's affected our relationship, I would say. There, there's that, like the in the beginning of the pandemic, you remember me making that sex calendar and yeah. we were just going at it like <laughs> rabbits mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like, hey, it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, it, that really changed. I mean, you know, uh, our relationship is better in a lot of ways, but I, I really feel like a whole... I can't be the only one, you know, the mm-hmm. whole aspect of our relationship just as a man and a woman is just kind of not happening right now. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad to hear you acknowledge that there are ways in which it's better because I, I feel like a lot of times we see change and we dwell on, well, I can't have this, this or that, or this, you know, it's hard for us to go on a date and we haven't been able to do that in a year. And so people get stuck in that space and say, because that's not happening, that's the only thing that they're measuring success or happiness on. So nothing else must be good. And yet, you know, you guys being forced into, you know, 24 hours a day being together, working in the same household, not leaving to go to work, anything that you found ways to communicate and get along and work together. So when you are able to go out and when you're able to add those pieces back in, 
then you've taken the relationship from here to here. Yeah, now we still we still need to arrange to have some kind of date, but yeah, um, you know, early in the pandemic, I had a couple COVID scares mm -hmm. uh, where I had symptoms, and and I the first time was when we were all pretty new to this, and it was very very I, we were very scared, yeah. and that was like I remember Dave and I just looking at each other when I took my temperature and it was like 104. We looked at each other and it was just like we were so in sync that like, okay, this might be it, you know, like mm. it really brought us close together in a much deeper way. But, you know, now we're all kind of starting to get back to some semblance of reality and I'm ready to go on a date, you know, <laughs> <laughs> get your hair poofy you with know? someone other than you, you know, but, um, yes. Thank you, Dave, for letting me go out with Sherry, but it would be nice for you two to be able to go out. But, you know, now Andrew's had his uh, second COVID shot, so mm -hmm. we'll be able to, you know, leave him with somebody. And, and yeah, and that, that. and that was the other thing, too, is he used to have activities during the day he'd go to. So even if even if it wasn't a dinner date, you guys could, you know, right. go out for lunch or just hang out together, whatever. Yeah. So, so life will be getting back to normal and that's going to help a lot. But yeah, a lot of a lot of things have changed and a lot of people have had to make adjustments in their thinking. Mm hmm. So this is a, this is um, this is always a deep show. I love how eye-opening it is just to hear both about our what we have going on, what's going on in the world, how to relate that, and um, and I'm learning about new gay stars. So Lance Bass, um, I might need a, a maybe you maybe every show you need to give me a you know. Do you know who they are or not, or gay or not? <laughs> Give me a, a yeah. celebrity to look up and find Gay out. Celebrities. Um, because. Um, and look what you're missing out on. And really, watch that hot guy in the circle. I mean, he's not gay, but he's worth looking at. I'll tell you that. Okay, I'll have to at least watch an episode of the circle. Um, I should tell you which one to watch for sure. <laughs> um, it's like when, when you. <laughs> I don't remember what night it was. It was like 10 o'clock at night and Sherry messages me and she says, watch Hollywood. You won't be sorry oh. <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and then um, and then I ended up watching the show because uh, it was a good show and it was entertaining and um, very gay friendly. But uh, I think I basically watched it pretty much overnight. It was like one of those, it was one of those in the depths of COVID how where- many times, you know, How many times did you watch it? I've only watched it once in maybe a half. Um, Cause there were some things, so, cause actually, so actually what happened was I watched it once. And then when I went to rewatch it, there were some things in it that were um, too close to home to what was going on in the moment in the, in the world. And I just, it, it was not an escape from reality. So, which is what okay. I was looking for. So I didn't want to watch it again. I didn't, it like wasn't, it took the entertainment side out of it. I but, um, got you on that. What do you have coming up, Andy? Um, so I have got some, I, you know, I've got my podcast going on weekly, Own Your Awkward. And I am uh, really looking to, I'm challenging myself to, to reach out to a famous guest per month like go big once a month and, and do a big ask and for someone to be on and ask them to own their awkward maybe maybe lance bass is someone i should ask maybe andy cohen i'm looking at my notes here on who these gay people are you said i yeah. should ask uh they don't have to be gay my show is not about being gay it's about owning your awkward 
but I've got that. I've got, um, I've got my book out there on your awkward life changes that I'm uh, getting ready to promote again now that things are starting to open back up and want to get out to some markets. But uh, follow me on Facebook at Awkward Career or awkwardcareer.com and uh, let's catch up. All right. And you can I'll, find me. Are you done? I don't want to say separate. how about you? No, that's, I was just okay. going to return the question. Uh, Sunday, May 2nd, I will be at, uh, hmm, not sure. It's like a beery and paint and sip thing, but I forget the heart gallery or something. Ooh, Sorry, I should have checked this out. But five o'clock um, with Joe Gomez and friends. And um, Wednesday night, uh, Cinco de Mayo, I will be Ooh. at Cole Street Brewery yes. in Enumclaw, one of my favorite rooms to work, um, doing that show. And he that, said is a, that is a great spot. I was going to say, I was about to say, that's one of my favorite rooms yeah yeah so i'm excited about that uh, you can find the address to those things um on my sherryhardman.com friday night also the 7th let me just catch that i will be uh opening the psychedelic show where uh comedians will be tripping and mm. i will and i will not so all right all right so Sounds fun yeah fun it's gonna be a fun week all right. Well, thanks, Annie. Thanks, everybody that's watching. Thank you, Sherry. Um, this has been a fun episode of Scrutiny. Yeah. We'll see you next time.